section nine of the wit of women this is a librivox recording all librivox recordings are in the public domain for more information or to volunteer please visit LibriVox.org. recording by gloria begaman somerville south carolina the wit of women by kate sanborn chapter eight part one humorous poems i will next group a score of poems and doggerel rhymes with their various degrees of humor the first needle by lucretia p hale have you heard the new invention my dears that a man has invented said she it's a stick with an eye through which you can tie a thread so long it acts like a thong and the men have such fun to see the thing run a firm strong thread through that eye at the head is pulled over the edges most craftily and makes a beautiful seam to see what instead of those wearisome thorns my dear those wearisome thorns cried they the seam we pin driving them in but where are they by the end of the day with dancing and jumping and leaps by the sea for wintry weather they won't hold together seal skins and bear skins all dropping round off from our shoulders down to the ground the thorns the tiresome thorns will prick but none of them ever consented to stick oh won't the men let us this new thing use if we mend their clothes they can't refuse ah to sew up a seam for them to see what a treat a delightful treat twill be yes a nice thing too for the babies my dears but alas there is but one cried she i saw them passing it round and then they said it was fit for only men what would women know how to make the thing go there was not a man so foolish to dream that any woman could sew up a seam oh then there was babbling and scrabbling my dears at least they might let us do that cried they let them shout and fight and kill bears all night we'll leave them their spears and hatchets of stone if they'll give us this thing for our very own it will be like a joy above all we could scheme to sit up all night and sew such a seam beware take care cried an aged old crone take care what you promise said she at first twill be fun but in the long run you'll wish you had let the thing be through this stick with an eye i look and espy that for ages and ages you'll sit and you'll sew and longer and longer the seams will grow and you'll wish you never had asked to sew but not that i say can keep back the day for the men will return to their hunting and rowing and leave to the women for ever the sewing ah what are the words of an aged crone for all have left her muttering alone and the needle and thread that they got with such pains they forever must keep as dagger and chains the funny story by josephine pollard 
it was such a funny story how i wish you could have heard it for it set us all a-laughing from the little to the big i'd really like to tell it but i don't know how to word it though it travels to the music of a very lively jig if sally just began it then amelia jane would giggle and metabel and susan try their very broadest grin and the infant zachariah on his mother's lap would wriggle and add a lusty chorus to the very merry din it was such a funny story with its cheery snap and crackle and sally always told it with so much dramatic art that the chickens in the dooryard would begin to cackle cackle as if in such a frolic they were anxious to take part it was all about a ha ha and a ho 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 well really it is he 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 i never could begin to tell you half of the nonsense there was in it for i just remember clearly it began with ha 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 and it ended with a laugh but sally she could tell it looking at us so demurely with a woe-begone expression that no actress would despise and if you'd never heard it why you would imagine surely that you'd never need your pocket handkerchief to wipe your weeping eyes when age my hair has silvered and my step has grown unsteady and the nearest to my vision are the scenes of long ago i shall see the pretty picture and the tears may come as ready as the laugh did when i used to ha 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 and ho 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 a sonnet by josephine pollard once a poet wrote a sonnet all about a pretty bonnet and a critic sat upon it on the sonnet not the bonnet nothing loath and as if it were high treason he said neither rhyme nor reason has it and it's out of season which the sonnet or the bonnet maybe both tis a feeble imitation of a worthier creation an aesthetic innovation of a sonnet or a bonnet this was hard both were put together neatly harmonizing very sweetly but the critic crushed completely not the bonnet or the sonnet but the bard wanted a minister by mrs m e w skeels we've a church though the belfry is leaning they are talking i think of repair and the bell oh pray but excuse us twas talked of but never's been there now wanted a real live minister and to settle the same for life we've an organ and someone to play it so we don't care a fig for his wife we once had a pastor don't tell it but we chanced on a time to discover that his sermons were writ long ago and he had preached them twice over how sad this mistake though unmeaning oh it made such a desperate muss both deacon and layman were vexed and decided he's no man for us and then the old nick was to pay truth indeed is stranger than fiction his prayers were so tedious and long people slept till the benediction 
and then came another on trial who actually preached in his gloves his manner so awkward and queer that we settled him off and he moved and then came another so meek that his name really ought to have been moses we almost considered him settled when lo the secret discloses he'd attacks of nervous disease that unfit him for everyday duty his sermons oh never can please they lack both in force and beauty now wanted a minister really that won't preach his old sermons over that will make short prayers while in church with no fault that the ear can discover that is very forbearing yes very that blesses wherever he moves not too zealous nor lacking for zeal that preaches without any gloves now wanted a minister really that was born ere nerves came in fashion that never complains of the headache that never is roused to a passion he must add to the wisdom of solomon the unwearied patience of job must be mute in political matters or doff his clerical robe if he pray for the present congress he must speak in an undertone if he pray for president johnson he needs em why let em go on he must touch upon doctrines so lightly that no one can take an offence mustn't meddle with predestination in short must preach common sense now really wanted a minister with religion enough to sustain him for the salaries exceedingly small and faith alone must maintain him he must visit the sick and afflicted must mourn with those that mourn must preach the funeral sermons with a very peculiar turn he must preach at the northwest schoolhouse on every thursday eve and things too numerous to mention he must do and must believe he must be of careful demeanor both graceful and eloquent too must adjust his cravat a la mode where his beaver decidedly so now if some one will deign to be shepherd to this our peculiar people will be first to subscribe for a bell and help us to write up the steeple if correct in doctrinal points we've a committee of investigation if possessed of these requisite graces we'll accept him perhaps on probation then if two-thirds of the church can agree we'll settle him here for life now we advertise wanted a minister and not a minister's wife the middy of eighteen eighty one by may crowley roper i'm the dearest i'm the sweetest little mid to be found in journeying from here to hades i am also naturally a prodigious favorite with all the pretty ladies i know nothing but say a mighty deal my elevated nose likewise comes handy i stalk around my great importance feel in short i'm a brainless little dandy my hair is light and waves above my brow 
my moustache can just be seen through opera glasses i originate but flee from every row and no one knows as well as i what sass is the officers look down on me with scorn the sailors jeer at me behind my jacket but still my heart is not with anguish torn and life with me is one continued racket whene'er the captain sends me with a boat the seamen know an idiot has got em they make their wills and are prepared to die quite certain they are going to the bottom but what care i for when i go ashore in uniform with buttons bright and shining the girls all cluster round me to adore and lots of em for love of me are pining i strut and dance and fool my life away i'm nautical in past and future tenses long as i know an ocean from a bay i'll shy the rest and take the consequences i'm the dearest i'm the sweetest little mid that ever graced the tail end of his classes and through a four years course of study slid first am i in the list of nature's donkeys the indignant pollywog by margaret atinge a tree-toad dressed in apple green sat on a mossy log beside a pond and shrilly sang come forth my pollywog my paul my lee my wog my pretty pollywog i've something very sweet to say my slender pollywog the air is moist the moon is hid behind a heavy fog no stars are out to wink and blink at you my pollywog my paul my lee my wog my graceful pollywog oh tarry not beloved one my precious pollywog just then away went clouds and there a-sitting on the log the other end i mean the moon showed angry pollywog her small eyes flashed she swelled until she looked almost a frog how dare you sir call me she asked your precious pollywog why one would think you'd spent your life in some low muddy bog i'd have you know to strange young men my name's miss mary wog one wild wild laugh that tree toad gave and tumbled off the log and on the ground he kicked and screamed oh mary mary wog oh may a wee a wog oh proud miss mary wog oh goodness gracious what a joke hooray for mary wog kiss pretty polly by mary d brine kiss pretty polly the parrot screamed and pretty polly repeated i the while i stole a merry glance across the room all on the sly where some one plied her needle fast demurely by the window sitting but i beheld upon her cheek a multitude of blushes flitting kiss pretty polly the parrot coaxed i would but dare not try 
i said and stole another glance to see how someone dropped her golden head and sought for something on the floor the loss was only feigned i knew and still kiss polly the parrot screamed the very thing i longed to do but someone turned to me at last please won't you keep that parrot still why yes said i at least you see if you will let me dear i will and so well never mind the rest but someone said it was a shame to take advantage just because a foolish parrot bore her name thanksgiving day then and now by mary d brine thanksgiving day a year ago a bachelor was i free as the winds that whirl and blow or clouds that sail on high i smoked my meerschaum blissfully and tilted back my chair and on the mantel placed my feet for who would heed or care the fellows gathered in my room for many an hour of fun or i would meet them at the club for cards till night was done i came or went as pleased me best myself the first and last one year ago ah can it be that freedom's age is past now here's a note just come from fred old fellow will you dine with me to-day and meet the boys a jolly number nine ah fred is quite as free to-day as just a year ago and ignorant happily i may say of things i've learned to know i'd like yes if the truth were known i'd like to join the boys but then a benedict must learn to cleave to other joys so here's my answer fred old chum i much regret oh pshaw to tell the truth i've got to dine with my dear mother-in-law concerning mosquitoes feelingly dedicated to their discounted bills by miss anna a gordon skeeters have the reputation of continuous application to their poisonous profession never missing nightly session wearing out your life's existence by their practical persistence would i had the power to veto bills of every mosquito then i'd pass a peaceful summer with no small nocturnal hummer feasting on my circulation for his regular potation oh that rascally mosquito he's a fellow you must see to which you can't do if you're napping but must evermore be slapping quite promiscuous on your features for you'll seldom hit the creatures but the thing most aggravating is the cool and calculating way in which he tunes his harp-string to the melody of sharp sting then proceeds to serenade you and successfully evade you when a skeeter gets through stealing he sails upward to the ceiling where he sits in deep reflection how he perched on your complexion filled with solid satisfaction at the results of his extraction 
would you know in this connection how you may secure protection for yourself and city cousins from these bites and from these buzzins show your sense by quickly getting for each window skeeter netting end of section nine